Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. One of the big questions facing the creators of artificial intelligence is how to replicate the human touch. A robot has now been created that is able to give hugs. It's called the Huggybot 2.0 and one of its creators, Alexis Block of the Max Planck Institute for Intelligent Systems, joins me now. Alexis, how are you today? I'm good, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, What was the inspiration behind this? Well, I was originally living in Philadelphia in 2016, and my family lived in Wisconsin. It was about a two and a half hour plane ride away, and I was going through a bit of a difficult time personally. Uh, My advisor's family was all the way in California, and we were thinking about just how nice it would be to be able to get a hug from our moms, uh, even though they lived so far away. Right. So given the background you're in, you tried to see if you could replicate something like this uh, through robotics. Yes, exactly. So the one you've come up with, I'm looking at a photograph of it, but it might be good to describe it because there's there's, essentially there's three different systems involved in it, aren't there? Um, There's quite a lot going on. So there's actually been four different versions of the robot. Um, And so we're currently on the fourth version. And so what we've got is uh, like a metallic structure base, an inflatable chest, a 3D printed head with an animated face screen that circulates through different faces and talks and smiles. Uh, We've got a camera that can see your approach and some robotic arms that will come and give you a hug. It wears a sweater and a robe. It's got some heating pads and it's got these big fuzzy mittens so that it's, you know, comfortable and kind of cute looking. It's got a lot going on. It's got a lot going on, Alexis. So, <laughs> <That it does. laughs> so talk me through what actually happens. If you start to walk towards it, what happens then? Sure. So the first thing that happens is we use the camera to estimate your approach. So when the robot sees that you're in front of it, it will lift up its arms and it will invite you for a hug. So consent is very important. The robot will say, uh, you know, can I have a hug, please? And at that point, the robot will take a look at how tall you are and it will decide if it needs to raise or lower its arms. So it will contact you at an appropriate location on your back. Then it will notice if you start walking forward. Once you start moving forward, the robot will begin closing its arms um, in sync with your approach. If at any point you decide to stop walking or, you know, move away, you don't want to hug, the robot will open up its arms. You no longer have to hug it. If you decide to go into the embrace, the robot will hug you. And what it does is it adjusts to your body shape, your size, and even your position. If you're not perfectly in the center of the hug, that's okay. The robot will adjust to hug you in a comfortable manner. Right. It's got a lot going on. So its arms need to know how tightly it can hug you. That's one thing, isn't it? It's very important. Yeah. People come in all different shapes and sizes. And it's really important not to squeeze anyone too tight and not to hug anyone too loosely. You want to feel secure in an embrace, just like you would with a friend uh, or a family member. Um and we also noticed during all these studies, this was a very long you know, project. It took me about five years. It was my master's thesis and then also my doctoral uh, project um, that hugs are not just, you know, a static interaction. You don't just hug. If you think about how you hug your friends and your family, you, you do things, you do interactions, gestures, you rub their back, you pat their back, you squeeze them. So uh, we developed a way for the robot to understand when you do this to the robot and then to respond intelligently and perform these gestures also on you. 
um, we tested and people actually don't like when you just do the exact same thing. It feels perfunctory. And so we developed a behavior algorithm for the robot to respond in a in a in an intelligent way to these gestures. And then we also have two different ways to tell when a person wants to get out of a hug, because that's very important. People have very different preferences for a hug duration. And as soon as you want to be released from a robot hug, it needs to let go immediately. That's, you know, without question. Uh, so that's another uh, technical challenge that we that we look at. And, and as soon as you want to be released from the hug, the robot will let you go. Right. So have you have you um, have you actually tried this out yourself? Oh, many, many times. I am, <laughs> I am always the first person to test this. Um, uh, before any user any user tested, I test on myself, and then my advisor would test it, and then then we would test it on others. Uh, uh, in the what, lab. Did, um, <laughs> what did it feel like? What did the arms feel like around your back? Personally, I think it's quite comfortable. They're they're sturdy, but I've padded them with you know foam padding, um, and they're um, assistive robotic arms, so they're meant to be on a wheelchair. So they're not particularly very strong. That was actually why I chose these robotic arms. I personally can overpower them. Um, so there should never be any fear of these robot arms, you know, hurting you. If at any time you're uncomfortable with their motion, you can overpower them and push them away uh, with, you know, a single arm. Okay. Uh, and, so. and when your head then is kind of pressed into the robot's chest, what's that like? So yeah, the chest is made of uh, vinyl and it's an inflatable, so it's very comfortable. And we've got all these layers of softness. We've got on top of it, the heating pads, we've got a robe, we've got a sweatshirt. So it's quite comfortable. I often lay my head on the chest and just snuggle up there for a while if I'm having a bad day. <laughs> There's no reassuring beating heart being replicated in there, no? Not at the moment. There's not, but I've heard that suggestion and, you know, it's not a bad one. Right. Uh, yeah. This is the 2.0. So the, the 3.0 is to come, is it? I've actually, there's already a 3.0 and there's already a 4.0. Oh, my word. Oh, my <laughs> word. It's moving very fast. Um, it is. Do you think down the road people would buy these as companions? I I think it has certainly the potential. I, I think that this could be very beneficial in in universities, in hospitals, in nursing homes, in any kind of place where you might be physically separated from your loved ones, in maybe places where there's high stress, in places where you might want to connect uh, with people that you might not be able to uh, very good, very good. and it gets the thumbs up from you Alexis uh, Alexis <laughs> thanks very much for joining us uh, it, it sounds like a great idea Alexis Block there on, from the Max Planck Institute for Intelligent Systems Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.